0: Individual. But Lord, I pray now that today would be a day of blessing over them. We instill our own spirits, our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, a blessing over them. And today, as we celebrate family, <clears throat> as we just do the things that we do today, Lord, just remind us of the why that you created fathers. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So we're gonna be talking about God's plan regarding fathers. And I wanna have some fun today, but I wanna get serious too today. A woman accompanied her husband at the doctor's office. After his checkup, the doctor called the wife into his office alone. He said, your husband is suffering from a very severe disease combined with horrible stress. If you don't do the following, your husband will surely die. So each morning, fix him a good breakfast. Be pleasant and make sure he is in a good mood all day long. For dinner, prepare an especially delicious meal for him. And, by the way, don't discuss any of your problems with him, because that will make his stress worse. Every evening, relax your husband by giving him back rubs and wear lingerie around the house. (laughs) Encourage him to watch sporting events, often on television. And most importantly, make love with him several times a week. So on the way home, the husband was curious and asked her, what did the doctor say? And the wife said, you're going to die. (laughs) Let's talk about fathers today. But let's start with a question. The question I have with you is, in God's plan of a father, What do fathers need? And today, as most people do, I will not talk about what is wrong with fathers. I will talk about what's right with fathers. But let's discuss how to make good fathers great fathers. Ladies, here it is. What can you do to help the man you are married to become not only a good father, but a great father. We will learn later on that you have a lot to do with that, ladies. In scripture, it describes two things father need, what their needs are. And this is, again, as we're talking about all this year of 2021, we will be talking about kingdom realities So the first thing we must understand, fathers need to be honored. In Mark chapter 6, it says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things, and what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended with Jesus. I want to say that again. So they were offended with Jesus. Verse 4, we need to see this. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except, in other words, he's honored except in three areas. And this is a kingdom reality that we need to learn about honor. And these are the three areas he's not honored in his own country, he's not honored among his own relatives and not honored in his own house. But look at the result of dishonor. See, what I want to show you is a kingdom reality and how great God created life. When he created moms and dads, when he created dads, fathers, he created it with a purpose. And we find today in the world that from Hollywood, you name it, Um, Fathers are very dishonored in most cases. So look at the result of dishonor. Now, verse 5, Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. So he could do no mighty work there amongst his relatives and in his own house. I want you to experience something here is this is Jesus, the Son of God. He goes to a place where he's not honored, and because he's not honored, he's dishonored. He can't do any mighty work. Christ had all power. He could do miracles in of himself, but they rejected who he was. See, if dishonor hinders Jesus from doing mighty works, let me just ask you this. Is it possible that dishonor could hinder the man you're living with from doing mighty works in your home? If dishonor limited Jesus of who he was and does, could your husband or father also be limited? See, the love language of a man, of a father, is honor. I'll show you that in a description in a little bit. That's why men play golf, because once in a while, someone will shout out, Great shot! The number one need of a father is encouragement. You know, you can say anything you want to a man, but if it's not wrapped with honor, you lost that man. Now, I, I, I want you to understand this, and I, I'm just really trying to relax at the beginning here. We're going to get it really excited a little bit later but I'm just telling you, you lose the man. You lose what he was purposed to do because of dishonor. See, a a woman's number one need, scripturally in the kingdom of God, is security. See, if a man, he can say basically anything to a woman as long as it's wrapped around with security, and she will receive and accept that. Honor is God's plan of creating a man. Some would say, (laughs) we're gonna have fun here, that sex is a man's greatest need. No, it's not the greatest need, it's number two. Sex for a woman is number thirteen. And going to the dentist pulling teeth is number twelve. Honor is the way a man thinks and speaks until he is dishonored. Is it possible you are with a potential great man of God, but he won't become that because of dishonor? <laughs> See, Let me just say it this way, because I know the way our culture we are now, culturally right and woke and all the different terminologies and lifestyles that we're trying to live, but we're going back to kingdom principles that work in every culture and every lifestyle. What the scripture is telling you and me, if all that man does is get up in the morning Tell him he is the best getter-upper in the world. I know that sounds like I'm joking, but that is so deep and so real in the kingdom of God, and many Christians don't understand it. So let's look deeper what causes dishonor. In the scripture we read, we find that familiarity is one of the things that causes dishonor. Verse three, if you look at that in Mark six, it says, is this not the carpenter, (laughs) the son of Mary and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended with him. Familiarity is a word that comes from the word family. When we quote verse four, we only quote a prophet is not without honor in his own country. That's not all verse four says. Verse four says this also among his own relatives. And the key phrase is, and in his own home or house. So what I'm trying to show you, it's easy to honor someone you don't know but it's difficult to honor someone you do know. I had the privilege of, of having friends that played professional football and professional basketball. And the gentleman that w- played basketball was a center for the, the Bobcats in North Carolina. And he was a national champion in college and all this great, 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 great basketball player. His name was Jake Voskel. Now, Jake was a man that I loved dearly because he loved Jesus with all of his heart. And his passion, really, after a couple of years of playing basketball and all the accolades in his life, I would sit with him and have a meal. And his passion uh, was that all his teammates would come to know Jesus Christ and live for Jesus. So I would actually, for him, go out and buy Bibles. I'd get him in, in scripted with their names, basketball players and everything. But I said all that to say that I, I got to know a lot of the basketball players and, and also realized that they were great in what they did playing basketball. But many of them had difficulties in their own lives. And many of them had difficulties in their own families. And I began to recognize because in, on the basketball court, they were honored. They were heroes to a lot of people. But in their own homes, they were dishonored. In their neighborhoods, they were dishonored. And I would work and talk to some of them and talk to them about that, and talk to them about the dishonor, and what it does and how they can break through and to live the life that Jake was trying to show them. By the way, Jake, if you listen to this, I honor you because you were that man that did great things. You see, what happens in your own home, you see the man's weaknesses. You know his bad days. (laughs) Did you know your pastor has bad days? Did you know your pastor has weaknesses? don't look at me that way, so do you. (laughs) But if you speak the language of honor, you will see the greatness God planned and he used Jesus as the example who had no weaknesses. Jesus had no weaknesses. He was dishonored and he could not do great things in the kingdom. Familiarity causes dishonor. Offenses cause dishonor. If you allow little offenses, little things to build up in your marriage, soon honor will not be your lifestyle. So let me tell you uh, something a little bit about a man. I I know because I'm a guy, I'm a man. Ladies, men do not know what you want. in that area of knowing what you want, men are confused. Let me just give you an example. Ladies, have you ever said this? I didn't tell you my problem so you can solve it. (laughs) See, men think this way. Well, then why do you tell me? Men are problem solvers. What you just told him was you want to keep your problem. Ladies say, I need you to listen. So all these wonderful men say, okay, I'm going to learn. I went to that marriage conference. I'm going to learn. I'm going to be a listener to my wife. So your wife wants to talk, guys. So you listen for five minutes. And then she asks you this question. Why aren't you talking to me? And you say, I thought you wanted me to listen. See, men were confused. Matter of fact, I think it's the women's plan. They want to confuse you. Have you experienced this? Have you taken your shower in the morning, went in the closet, got your clothes, put your clothes on? You walked out of the bedroom into the living room and your wife is standing there And she goes to you, are you going to wear that? And you're looking at it and you're saying, what do you mean am I gonna wear, this is nice. I'm telling you men, men, women are messing with us. (laughs) Ronnie is celebrating, Garcia is celebrating his uh, uh, anniversary out of town today. But I've golfed with Ronnie Garcia hundreds of times. And he has never said on the first tee, Pastor, are you going to wear that? (laughs) See, men need help. We do. But the most important thing is that we need encouragement and honor more than what clothes we wear. You see, if you're husband is honored, they will come to you and ask you, is this okay? When they're dishonored, they won't ask you one thing. See, when you get married and join together as one, that is the picture of Christ, of you working together. But honor has to be the principle that is set in your home, in your neighborhood, and in our country of honoring Christ. Fathers and men. Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 3 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I want you to understand it says it's right, speaking of honor. It's not talking about how they are or what they've done or not done. Verse 2, honor your father and mother, brings mom in too, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. See, the promise of honoring mom and dad, that says it will go well with you. See, a lot of people are praying, God, show me your act, show me, bring me a miracle. And God is saying, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're not living out the principle that I've asked you to live out by honor. So this is strong. Are you still with me today? I love you. I love family. And and with what God is doing at Valley and the power that's moving, the anointing that's moving in this church and outside this church through us, it's powerful. And as the pastor of this church, the Lord has given me this whole year to give you principles of the kingdom of God so that we will not hinder what God is doing in our church. By the way, Becky, I apologize that I almost hit your foot with that ball there. (laughs) This is strong. May some of us, things are not going well. Maybe it's because we don't honor mother and father. It doesn't say honor them because they are Christians. It doesn't say honor them if they did everything right or if you like them. Scripture says honor mom and dad with no conditions on it because in the kingdom of God, that's right. Even if they have done a lot of things wrong and made a lot of mistakes, you can still speak in an honoring way toward them honor mom and dad, honor your husband. The reason why I'm saying this to you is not because I've heard there's something going on. No, it's because this is God's plan. This is kingdom. Now, let me just explain it this way too. As sensitive as you are, ladies, physically, that's how sensitive men are emotionally in this area even though men appear to be strong and gruff and you know, unshaven and want to go out and beat the world. I played hockey as a kid. And I can remember as a kid and even as a teenager playing hockey, it got pretty, pretty physical. And at times you'd be running to the boards. I played center and right wing And a lot of times I'd be in there, and some guy would come in, skate in, and knock me into the boards. I'd hit the glass and fall back on the ground and use my stick and hit the puck away from him. But I'd get up, I'd be laughing and say, great hit. Ladies, if someone did that to you, you'd lay there for about an hour. See, because men are strong physically. When you dishonor, it hurts men deeply. Even though men look rough and strong and can take a lot of physical pain, dishonor devastates a man. Why is that? Well, they just need to grow up. No, why is that God wired them that way? Because it's the principle of the kingdom of God of bringing the prosperity of the Lord in your home. So here's the second thing God planned for fathers. Fathers need to be received. Fathers need to be honored and fathers need to be received. In Matthew 10, it's a biblical principle. He who receives you receives me. He who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. So what is that scripture telling us regarding receiving? It speaks of a prophet's reward and a righteous reward. So how do you receive that? Then let me give you a question. How do you receive someone? How do you receive father? How do you receive a man? you receive and accept him fully as God's perfect gift for you. God's perfect gift for you. Now, I'm gonna do a little clarification here of Scripture. Because some of you, you are sweating now because of the experiences you've had with a man or with a father. That was evil. Scripture never gives an excuse for evil or wrongdoing. Everyone hear that? Okay, so let me clarify. It's not that you accept that he is perfect, but he is God's perfect gift for you because in the kingdom of God, fatherhood and motherhood is one of the biggest principles of honor and receiving, of blessing your home and creating a protection over your home that what God has planned will take place because we don't want to have a home that's like Jesus, that he is a perfect man also, perfect gift for mankind, but a perfect man and he couldn't do anything mighty. This speaks of unconditional acceptance. So your wedding vows are unconditional acceptance. I accept Terry in any situation of life, lovingly known in her family as Bridget. This is the principle in God's plan. So let's just take another step now and let's just, Move into this. When you accept someone as God's perfect plan or gift for you, unconditional acceptance, you release that person to all God planned for him or her to be in your life. Until you do that, that person cannot be what God intended them to be in your life. You see Hollywood, you know, knight in shining armor. You see people leave spouses all the time because they found someone perfect or better. And it brings devastation and destruction in the home. See, Jesus has all power, forgiveness. He saves, he heals, he protects, he prospers. Jesus has the power to change your situation. But until you receive Jesus and all that he is, his power has no effect in your life. Again, I repeat this a lot because it's so important for us in 2021. Israel knew the acts of God. They knew his miracles. Their prayers were full of give me, give me, give me, do this, do this, do this, help me, help me, help me, heal me, heal me, heal me. You know, just on and on and on and on. I could get really mundane there. But they didn't know who he was. And the Bible says that Moses knew his ways. Moses knew his character. No, Moses knew what God was, is, and will be in his life. And I'm just asking you, is it's not really knowing everything that your husband, your father, a man is. I'm asking you, what was God's ways? Why did he create man? <laughs> I don't know some of you ladies say, I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know why. The reality is, there's a purpose in the kingdom of God to bring the prosperity of God in your home, in your life, in your job, everything that you do. It goes that way in in church, spiritual fathers. I am a spiritual father to you. And I have watched through 42 years of ministry many people that have hatred towards pastors and leaders in the church. Not that pastors are perfect, I'm far from that. But they have such a devastating thought process of dishonor and lack of acceptance for their pastor. And you go through that. And people think that maybe the pastor, he's just so spiritual, he's so strong. It devastates pastors. I can't tell you how many young men, young women too, but young men especially, and older men that are devastated because of the way they were dishonored in the church they pastored. I love pastors. I have a heart for men and women of God that lead True, I have a heart for business leaders. You are supervisors and you lead. I have a heart for you because I understand the reality of dishonor that comes into you in your businesses and your jobs when you're leading and decisions you're making. And it devastates my thinking, but it doesn't devastate me because I know the perfect father who believes in me who's called me, has touched my life and has given me a right to live and to prosper in the things that he's asked me to do. You receive Jesus. You release him to be all God intended him to be in your life. John 1:12, look at this. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Israel and I were talking this morning, early this morning, and And he brought up the scripture. Notice who received them. Notice who received him. It says to them, Jesus has all this power, but it won't help until you receive him. Now, let's let's get really real here. None of us are perfect. But we need to receive father, mother, husband, wife, that they are perfect for you. The grass is not greener on the other side in any area of your life. Intimacy in every relationship, I'm not just talking sexual, comes from choosing to honor and to receive in the kingdom of God, in your home, in your business. Blessings of or from a father comes from choosing to honor and to receive. Father's Day is not a happy time for some of you. It's not happy because of what you've experienced. It makes you angry when you think about it. It literally ticks you off. And it puts you in a tailspin for years and maybe even decades and maybe even still today because you didn't recognize or understand this beautiful principle of honor and receiving. Let me show you an example the difference between Father's Day and Mother's Day. True story a nun here in California began a ministry at a prison. She went to Hallmark and asked if they would donate Father's Day cards and Mother's Day cards for all the prisoners. They absolutely said, absolutely we will. Matter of fact, we will help you put it all together. Mother's Day came first. And the prisoners had to pick them up from her little office, chaplaincy, and all the Mother's Day cards were picked up on Mother's Day. Father's Day came along and not one card was picked up. She wrote in her memoirs, to this day she has all the Father's Day cards because none of the prisoners wanted to recognize their dads. Church family, you and I live in a fallen world. A lot of times there isn't a good relationship with fathers or men. But I wanna close with these last two verses of the Old Testament Leading into what the new covenant was going to be about. The covenant of God was going to be about with you and me. Malachi chapter four, verse five and six. And it's not about tithe. (laughs) Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day, speaking of the second advent, when Jesus sits on this earth. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Men, now that you understand this principle, you should have such a passion to love and be there for your family and not just be the best getter-upper, but get up off of your duff and become the man of God that God's called you to be and that's between you and the Father, Father God, not between you and your wife or your children. Children, The world is trying to teach you that it takes a village. You will have a lot of people that will, coaches, teachers, that are amazing in your life. God's plan is for others to help, but it takes a mom and dad for you to honor and receive, even though mom or dad have been evil in themselves, but to understand the kingdom principle of honor and respect and reception of what it is. When you do that, the Bible tells us it will be well with you. The stuff that some of us have gone through in our life is not God's plan. It's because we've dishonored or disrespected God's plan and I just want to encourage all of you today is to recognize this I'm not saying to change your thoughts towards the evil or the bad things that took place but I am saying to rise up and be kingdom and not allow the world to teach you it takes a village to dismiss the principle of the kingdom of God and let the world lead you because the world will lead you scripture tells you will lead you into destruction the mentality of the world there's a lot of wonderful people out there that are christians waiting to happen they're not serving the lord yet that's your responsibility to get out there with honor and and respect and and reception to the lord and to parents and all that we've taught on to get up and get out there and to change the world through bringing young men and young women, which that's what God is doing at Valley. I get so excited about Sunday night. And it's hard me not having Sunday night. But we're kingdom principle church, and we're going to celebrate fathers today. We're going to honor our dads. We're going to honor the principle of fatherhood. We're going to honor men today. Why? It's because God said to do so. Not because pastor says or because it's what the world set up. Listen, men and women of God voted and set it up for us to honor because it was biblical. If you study real history of America, there's more great things that happen in America than bad things. And we have to get to that place where we do that watch this we're seeing touches of it in our earth today and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest i come and strike the earth with a curse choose to honor and receive fathers in your life i want to explain one more thing but i'm going to ask that you all stand we're going to pray in a second By the way, Melissa was right, y'all look so good. I see your whole face. You know, it's funny because I had to learn through COVID how to talk with my eyes, because I talk with my face. I always, you know, just like different things. And uh, I had to learn to talk with my eyes. I was telling someone the other day, you know, I better be careful now, because, you know, during COVID times with the mask, I'd go like this, you know, Look like I'm winking, you know, and and so now they see the whole face. I better be careful if I, you know, say hi to someone, I'm going, (laughs) you know. So, church family, and I, I don't say that lightly when I say church family. We have spiritual dads and moms in this body. Honor, honor. Pastor Nolan is sitting over there. He's been busy with a lot of things through the years, but, but I've known that he's, he's really, I've asked him to really zero in on his own family, and that's his heart. He's always done that. But to really do that time frame, all that. But here's another thing. I asked he and his wife, Pat, to sit with me because... This is the time of 2021. Valley Community Church is going to explode in every area. A blessing to the Lord because we honor. And I honor you, Pastor Nolan, for who you are in the body of Christ. I honor your wife. I honor my wife, who's a spiritual mom to many of you. She might be younger than you. Probably I said that wrong. She's younger than you. She's a spiritual mom. I look all around here. Some of you are like spiritual fathers to me in business. Walter Marquez. I respect him highly for what he does. We don't talk a lot, but when I do, man, he's like E.F. Hutton to me. I listen. And, you know, and we can walk around and do that. Pastor Ben and Sylvia, how many years in prison ministry? How many years of prison ministry? Close to 40 years of prison ministry. And then he's going to be setting down and retiring. And I respect that man and that woman. They've gone through losing a child. And I'm in another state calling him. I wasn't here at the church. Called him up. And all he did was minister to me. That's a real man of God that does things. like I could just go on and on and on and on and on of people that are here. Some of you came and you were devastated and God's done great things to you and you've grown in the Lord. Some of you in the last couple of years, you've lost spouses, you've lost friends and family. We've lost a lot of family and really good friends, and it's not easy, it's hard. Nadine, I love you. You lost your brother. You lost your husband. You lost your dad, grandpa. All these things that go on, but we have to understand, Everything we do, we must choose to honor and receive what God placed. I love you. I do honor you. I don't look down at you. I look up to you. I do. I don't walk around You know they used to say years ago the the cock of the walk. You know like the rooster I don't walk around like that. Man, I am so honored to have you as my family and friends, spiritual sons and daughters. Let me pray. Father, thank you for dads today. Thank you for what you purposed in fathers Father God, I I haven't lived up to the perfectness of what you planned for it. But I thank you that your principle works in the kingdom of God. Blessings upon blessings on every home. Remove pain and suffering in our our hearts regarding the evil of, of mankind. And Lord, we thank you that COVID is destroyed. The spirit behind it is destroyed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that we celebrate with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you. Have a great season.